0: How can we increase the chances that our audience will truly get what we mean? With clarity. I'm Daphna. Welcome to Let's Clarify It, where we'll explore how to communicate our innovative ideas in ways that lead to the results and impact we set out to achieve. Every day we encounter so many opportunities for meaningful exchanges. Let's make the most of them by being perfectly clear. Israeli high-tech professionals often take on exciting roles which require them to relocate overseas for a few years. Sometimes they settle in to the point that returning home becomes challenging. Making the journey home to Israel that much easier and more successful starts with making sure there's a great job awaiting them. And that's exactly what Neil Cohen is now tasked with achieving as program manager of the Back to Tech initiative a collaboration between the Israel Innovation Authority and an Israeli company called CQ Global. Neil, a social entrepreneur who recently completed the establishment and a few years of managing the Jerusalem Business Arena, a municipal initiative, strengthening the local economy of Jerusalem by encouraging large companies to purchase from local small businesses, believes that each culture, profession, and organization have their own language and nuance, and it's imperative to take the time to learn and understand them if you want to communicate effectively with their members. Join us for episode 12 of Let's Clarify It, in which Neil shares how the ability to provide people with a space where they are truly heard meets a deep need, even in the fast-paced high-tech world. What we can learn from our audience's clarification questions about where we need to clarify ourselves further and all about the time he learned the hard way that the meeting room is available actually meant, could you please keep it down? Curious? Let's clarify. Hi, Neil. How are you?
1: I'm very good. How are you?
0: Thanks I'm good, for I'm inviting good. Me. Oh, thanks for coming. I hear that you have some exciting news about your next step in your very interesting, very diverse professional journey. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that is true. What are you up to? So just, What's
0: your latest?
1: So I just finished a big project that I was working on for the last three years with the uh, Jerusalem Municipality and the Ministry of Economy. But aimed to strengthen the Jerusalem's uh, local economy. And now um, I just uh, started working on a different governmental project, jointly with a private company that aims to help Israelis who work in the high-tech industry outside of Israel, help them relocate back to Israel and to immerse in the local high-tech ecosystem and we basically help them to find their jobs here before they relocate back. So the idea is to allow them a smooth and easy access back. We identify the candidates who are interested in coming back, mapping their fields of interest and, and expertise and then We create a connection with different companies, IT companies in Israel that might be interested in in getting them to work there.
0: What an important mission. Do you have any indication in advance that these are families or individuals that want to come back? And it's a question of actually finding gainful employment and that that's their main challenge in coming back?
1: So, yes. I mean, we actually, we just started. So, We don't have much data yet, but so far it's mostly people that, yes, we already know that, or they already decided that they would like to come back. Some of them already have a date and they say, no matter what, even if I don't find a job before I come back, I want to move back. Some of them are saying, I want to... Look around to see what are the options. And if I'll find something good, only then I'll move back. We opened the Facebook group for people who are thinking of it. And so far in only a few days that we less than a week that we opened it, we have around a hundred people in that group and it's very active. So I think there is something to it. Also, coronavirus was basically something that pushed them to think about it more, especially when. Israel have all the vaccinations uh, much more than a lot of other places in the world. And I think also the, you know, the fact that they couldn't come here for a long time and they miss their families. So a lot of them are looking into coming back. And we're thinking that around the, the summer, this coming summer, there will be huge numbers of families who will come back.
0: Returning, wow, super important. Now, I'm not surprised at all, and I think that the people who employed you made a very smart choice. What is it about your background, about the combination of things that you've done previously that makes you the perfect candidate to bring this all together?
1: So I think something that really like the silvery line is the fact that i i don't feel modest uh, saying it but i think it's true that i love working with people i think i'm good in getting people in mainly i think in what people want and need often which is to be heard and i think it's a, it's a key you know to to let people and it doesn't matter if in what field you're working on one project Once you let them feel that they have a place to be heard and you would like to hear what they have to say and you're interested in them, so they're in.
0: And you're a community builder at heart everywhere you go, right?
1: I think, yeah, I love it. I really like like it. I love doing it. And I think, yeah, that is probably what's connecting all of this.
0: You're very clearly a passionate community builder. So what would you say is the importance of clarity? Here we are on Let's Clarify It, helping people with practical insights that they can then apply to make their own communication more strategic when they're addressing their most high stakes audiences. What would you say is the importance of clarity with regard to the project that you're involved in now? Where does clarity play a role?
1: Mm, I think it's often a question of the expectations so, I think, for instance, one thing that I can say in regards to the project I'm now working on is the fact that in some of the fields, the salary or like the compensation package that people get so here it is less than what they had before, and that is something that is really important to make sure some of them have lived there for abroad for many, many years, and they're already used to uh you know a uh, Different a kind standard.
0: of uh, exactly a standard a different of living. Standard.
1: exactly. So I think one thing one of the many, yeah, but one thing that that uh, has an importance uh, for clarity is to make sure that they know and to match their expectations that probably by them choosing to move back, to return back to Israel, they will also have to give up certain lifestyle or give up things that they have been used to. So it's something that I keep mentioning to just make sure that they are aware of it. Because I think the last thing we would like to happen is for someone to come and with different mindsets and to then be disappointed them. it won't be good to anyone.
0: So that's why clarity is important so that the expectations are aligned, so that there's an alignment and people can expect something realistic.
1: Exactly. Yes. I think realistic is a key to connect them to the ground.
0: And hopefully their motivation intrinsically is that they want to come back home and they want to be with their families and they want to come back to their original culture and that those are the things that compensate them, even if not financially. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So many of the people I've spoken to so far, I'm trying to to think of someone who didn't, but for the most part, they do understand that they will have to give up on something. But as you said, they will be compensated in a different way.
0: For sure. Can you think of a time when Either you felt like clarity was very important in what you were doing or whether you felt like you didn't do such a great job of communicating with clarity and somehow you were misunderstood with an audience that you were communicating?
1: I think I'll use the example that I was telling you about before we started recording of the time when I was working abroad in London. And I think when we were talking about clarity and messaging and all that There is a huge part of culture. I think each culture has its own context and nuance, basically. So when I was working in London, especially obviously in the beginning, the Israeli and the British cultures are 180 degrees from each other. It's the complete opposite. The Israeli culture is very open, very in-your-face, very direct. And the British culture is... The exact opposite. Nothing is direct. Everything is a detour. Is <laughs> to go around because they don't want to offend you or anything. And it took me a long time to understand what do people mean when they say things. I think also I was misunderstood many times. <laughs> I think sometimes people even thought that I'm rude or that I disrespect them. When, for instance, if I spoke loudly or if I was direct, because for instance, we're talking about an idea. So with him in Israel, you can say, I don't think it's a good idea let's think of something else. But over there, if you say that, you're misunderstood and people think you're rude by saying it. So yes, I had a few times like that. And it was mainly, if I'm looking back, so it was mainly around that, around culture. And by the way, I think it is also in one of my previous jobs, I was working a bit in Eastern Jerusalem. And over there, there were a lot of also cultural gaps. Culture is a key factor.
0: Totally. Do you want to share the specific story about what happened in England?
1: Sure, of course. I was meeting with another is ready fellow in the office, and we were speaking very passionately about an idea that we had. And we were, I guess, too loud. And then the CEO of the company I was working for, he was sitting in the room next door. And after a while, I think after half an hour, maybe, he came into my office and he said, Near the meeting room is available if you want. And I said, Okay, thanks, Alan. Thanks for letting me know. But you know, we're good. <laughs> And he didn't say anything, he just left. And only the next day, I thought to myself, wait, when he said that, I think he meant that I was too loud, and he was basically asking me to be quiet. But I wasn't sure, so I went into his room and I asked him, Alan, did you mean that? And he said, yes, you we were so loud. So I said, but we know each other for so long, why... Weren't you direct? Why weren't you telling me just, you know, please be quiet? And, and it was funny because for him, he didn't understand what I'm saying because for him, he did say that, but for me, he didn't. <laughs>
0: So the meeting room is available actually means, could you please keep it down? And it's exactly. a question of context. So when I
1: told him why you didn't, yeah.
0: Very important to understand not just the words, but also the context, the cultural context in exactly. this case.
1: Yeah, I think it took me a long time. It took me something like two years, maybe, to catch it. And even then, sometimes I still didn't.
0: There's a learning curve each time you throw yourself into a new situation. Absolutely. And as a serial social entrepreneur who keeps doing new things, that means that you're inviting lifelong learning for yourself, right?
1: Yeah, it's true. And by the way, I think also thinking of the nuance and culture and language, I think also within, let's say, Israel, right? So you have different areas and each industry have their own nuances, their own language. So I think it always takes time to learn the new language and to then feel like you're understanding what the others are talking about. So a bit like, for instance, a few days ago, I was with uh, two other people, both lawyers, and they were joking about something that I didn't understand. And I said, what are you joking about? And they said, oh, no, you won't understand it. Lawyers jokes. So each industry has their own language.
0: So did you tell them all I can see is a cat filter? Right. Yeah, good luck right. Good luck understanding lawyer jokes. No, but every, every community, every organization, every profession has its own context and its own language. So it's exactly. a matter of allowing yourself the time to get to know it and that that Definitely. understanding of the context is key to effective communication with them.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Very
0: important. Can you think of a time in one of your positions in which there was something that was actually really complex that you had to explain to the audience and you had to think of how you could break it down or make it more accessible specifically to an audience of a different background, just like the lawyers. So they chose just to keep their joke private, Mm -hmm. but they also could have said, well, actually we were joking about the fact that in legal terms, there's this concept, right? And then they could have explained it to you and they could have, you don't have to study law for three and a half years to understand one concept concept which is law which relates to something or a procedure for the purpose of something can you think of a time when you were explaining something that was context specific and you had to make it accessible to an audience of a different background and how you went about doing that
1: the example i have is actually trying to sometimes explain people family or friends what i do
0: oh there's a good one
1: (laughs) right and then it's Sometimes it feels like you don't really, like people don't really get it. So, for instance, the project I was just finishing in the Jerusalem municipality, the idea there is to strengthen the local economy by encouraging large corporates to buy locally, to buy from Jerusalem-based vendors.
0: From Jerusalem-based small businesses?
1: Exactly. Exactly, yes. And I think in the beginning, that is also something that I think it took me a long time to be able to explain it in a way people outside will understand. It took me some time to polish the message or that one line that I say in order to explain what i do and i think it was also based on like i I think in the beginning of going around it and by people's questions i realized what folks should i put and how so that is something that definitely also happens you know that you need to it takes time to to learn yourself how to present the idea because it's something complex because it's a bit a bit in the air okay so local economy What does local economy means, you know, and has a lot of different aspects as well. And in addition, it has to do with procurement. And procurement is something that is very gray to most people. You know, it's like, I I thought it's very gray. I thought it's boring. I now think it is not at all, by the way. It's very interesting. But for the outside listener... (laughs) It sounds very, very boring. So how to connect that boring area with local economy and, and like the, to explain the, the concept was very difficult in the beginning.
0: So if you found that in those cases, when you're trying to explain something, Rather theoretical or elusive in the eyes of your audience, concrete examples are what make it very vivid for them. If you spoke about a specific case of a specific vendor yes. that instead of choosing to work with an outside of Jerusalem, a Tel Aviv supplier or somebody from overseas, we introduced them to David from downtown Jerusalem with his small business of printing envelopes. And then, right, if you've got a really concrete example, does that help?
1: Exactly. Yes. Yes. Definitely. I, yeah. I kept. So giving examples of what does it mean, for instance, actually my maybe most common example that I liked using was IKEA. Basically, telling them what local economy means is when you buy in IKEA, the money in the end goes outside of the country to Sweden to their headquarters. It's true that they employ people here, who also they get paid and so on, but the big money goes outside, whereas When you buy locally, the money stays in the country. And it's the same when we're talking about the city. But when you buy from someone in the city, I often also told them, think of the effect, the side effects that make. Because that person, that owner of the furniture shop, the local furniture shop, he got paid. He can now spend more in the city, you can employ more people who will now perhaps not be unemployed.
0: So that ripple effect exactly. within ripple. the city.
1: Exactly. And I often saw like the, how do you say, we say in Hebrew, simon. Uh, yeah,
0: it's the word for a phone token from the time that we actually had to put <laughs> tokens exactly. into public phones. You had right. your eureka moment. That's when it registered. I think that in English we say it registered. It registered. For you. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's
0: when the light bulb went on. You constantly have light bulbs going on. (laughs) A light bulb moment. Cool. Do specific people come to mind, Israeli, international, that to you are great examples of communicators of great clarity? Is there someone or a few people that you look up to and say, wow, there's somebody that communicates their messages with great clarity?
1: I can... Think of Simon Sinek, who I really look up to. I think he knows exactly how to take a very complex idea. And for instance, like when he talks about the golden circle and gives the example of Apple and Dell, you know, the two computer companies and he makes it very very clear what is really the difference between the two
0: and that makes it accessible to any audience that's why it's so popular right
1: exactly yeah
0: Neil what's your favorite kind of communication
1: direct <laughs> face-to-face face-to-face not not zoom not online not phone I think yes face-to-face when you can actually look into the other person's eyes and you can actually feel you know I think there is a limit of what we can feel of the other person when we're doing a Zoom or online meeting, because you can't really see the whole body. You can't really see the hands moving. You can see face expressions, but you can't see the eyes. And I think the eyes are the most important part. So face to face
0: face-to-face. I hope we can all get back to -to face-to-face very soon. Although, wouldn't you say that probably there's going to continue being some mix even when, God willing, everybody around the world is vaccinated and corona becomes history? Even then, I'm guessing, tell me your opinion, that we're going to, rather than go back to constantly traveling and constantly meeting in person for everything, maybe there'll be some sort of blend and we'll prioritize which opportunities actually justify travel. And when, for example, in the new position that you're going into you're not going to get on a plane every time you're going to be meeting with someone in another country who's contemplating coming back right
1: right right exactly yeah no it's true so you know i think i agree with what you said that it will maybe prioritize because for instance i'll give you an example from just two hours ago i had a face-to-face meeting with someone who is a potential collaborator initially we said we'll meet in person and i'll go to his office but then Half an hour before, I thought actually, it is something quite easy. It doesn't need much effort, it's something that I can achieve by an online meeting and I called and asked to change it to Zoom and they agreed and it turned out to be a 10-15 minute meeting super short we got to the point very very quickly whereas I'm positive that if I was going there first I would have traveled there at the time of the travel I'm sure we would be doing the small talk we'd probably take some more I'm sure in the end it would have been an hour or at least an hour a minimum of an hour and, and in this particular case
0: it wouldn't have been justified and it wouldn't have contributed anything additional.
1: Exactly. I felt I think I was right that it was something that could have been done like that it's an easy collaboration it's not something that requires anything basically so someone is a tax lawyer actually and he gives consultancy to people who wants to move back he also does workshops and stuff like that and it was obvious that it is good for the both of us to work together he can spread the word out through his audience and i can connect him to potential clients there is no commitment there. But I think when it is something bigger, when you need to get another person on board, when it's a bigger thing, then it does require a face-to-face. So I think what it does, it allows us to prioritize the the importance of the meeting.
0: I think that's what we're going to see, some sort of combination. Very cool. And maybe some of the Israelis that you'll manage to entice to come back will bring us all kinds of new cool technologies to make even the right? To make even the remote contact more three-dimensional, more lifelike. I can't believe that after a year, we haven't already seen lots of much more interactive, right? It's kind of surprising that we haven't seen much more interactive media.
1: I think in the conference area, I've seen, I don't remember the names, but I saw this one platform that really allows you to feel like you're sitting in a theater, but it wasn't exactly. So it was three-dimensional, but At least from what I've seen, it wasn't 100%. I think it will take time. It will take time. It's interesting we'll get to there. see
0: it's complicated. It is complicated to it try is. to to try to imitate the multi-sense experience, multi-sensory experience that we have when we meet people in person. I Like you, I have no intention of giving it up either. I just assume that we're going to prioritize when it's justified and necessary and when it's more efficient to just jump on a call with somebody for 10 minutes
1: exactly. and then and, and, and then
0: not and travel.
1: By the way, that is amazing, I think. It's an amazing effect of, of the situation.
0: And I don't know how we would have gotten through this entire year had we not had that technology in place, right? I feel so Um, grateful even for communication with our family members in the country, let alone with people overseas. It's been such a significant means for grandchildren to keep in touch with grandparents that they weren't able to safely visit. And I'm very grateful for it. Before we let you go on to your multiple diverse activities and your gorgeous family, maybe leave us just with one of your favorite communication tips. What's a tip that you've ever received that you feel like you carry with you because you find that it's very helpful to you? What is something that you take into consideration when you're preparing for an opportunity? opportunity to communicate something that's important to you?
1: I think it's the ability to listen. Sometimes when we go into a meeting, when we want to present something, so we're really ready with what we want to say. And I think sometimes we are so ready and we're so enthusiastic with what we are going to say and what we would like to say that we forget that we also need to listen. And listen is not only listening to voice, you know, to what the other person is saying, but also their body movements, for instance, to basically be aware of that and to know, for instance, if what you're talking about doesn't have an interest to them or if they are not happy with something that you've said. So yeah, so to really come there open to listen.
0: And to tune in both to their verbal and their nonverbal cues. What you're saying here is the important thing. Exactly. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Neil, thank you so much for spending the time with me today. And good luck in your new role. It sounds super exciting. I know you're going to do awesome stuff and they're very lucky to have you. Thanks a lot.
1: Thanks a (laughs) lot. Thank you.
0: Thanks for being here with us on Let's Clarify It. I hope you found it helpful. If there are specific topics you'd love to hear covered or you'd like help clarifying your own message, I'd be delighted to hear from you. Feel free to reach out to me on letsclarify.it. In the meantime, be sure to take good care and clarify your messages to amplify your impact.